This is dead life. It's how we live 24 7, 365. Check me. Gas station glasses. Don't care what the masses think about me with my sweet goatee. I'm rocking my doctors with a cuff and a crease. I got that St. John's bed and the clip for my piece. I look nice. I got dozens of dollars and that's why. It goes straight to my daughters and my wife. All right, welcome to the Kentucky Dad Podcast. Big Blue Drew here in what I'm going to brand as season two of the Kentucky Dad Podcast with the hustle and bustle of the season. It's kind of hard to wrangle down guests and life gets in the way. So I think uh, maybe some off-season seasons of the Kentucky Dad Podcast is um, the way to roll. So got one of my favorite people on. I'm excited to talk to him. I have some major news on the dad front myself, which um, is probably another reason that we um, broke this up into a season two. But Big Blue Drew's having twins. This is not a drill. So I'm sure we will get into a lot of that as we get back into the dad podcast. I've kind of been planting some seeds all over and hopefully have a nice lineup of guests. But again, I had to go with my guy, one of my favorite people, um, TJ Walker's here from Kentucky Roll Call. What is up, TJ? Planting your seeds all over is right, Big Blue Drew. I'm doing, I'm doing well. Thank you, oh, for, man. thank you for having me. I'm glad to be back, and I feel honestly a little bit honored to be able to just be a part of the big announcement show for you, twins, Dude, twins, uh, Basil. That's the, unbelievable. That's congrats. I'm so happy for you. Thank you, thank you. And the totally unintentional planting my seeds everywhere line to start season two. Is just fantastic. So thank you for picking up on that. That's great. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, uh, surprise. I mean, no, no other way to put it. I've been kind of like struggling with how to present that because like as much as I am now to the point where I'm, I'm very excited. Two boys, by the way, I should mention. So wow. I have, you know, three boys under four. So that'll be nice. Got me a little squad going. But um, yeah, definitely a surprise. I mean, when we found out. So I'll be I'll be 35 in June. Um, the tw- the twins, you'll like this. The twins will actually start. Or sorry, the twins will be born or their due date is three days before my daughter's due to start her freshman year of high school. Wow. Yeah. So I, I got that going on. Got a lot of stuff. So I'm buying a house, selling a house, you know, getting space. So could not have more life changes going on, but um, hopefully most of them are positive. So I am excited about the twins, but definitely um, a lot to take in. And it, th- this will be very much therapy for me um, as much as it will for maybe anyone listening. Well, I, I could ask you a million questions. I know it's your your podcast, but it's what was what was your reaction? What was the family's reaction? Uh, you all, I, I bet, are thrilled that you do have a, a, an upcoming high schooler to lend a hand. Although, was she? And I know she's a, a good sport, but was she? What was her reaction? Because her life, obviously, huge impact. I know you couldn't ask the uh, the toddler so much um, about it, although you your tweet today cracked me up. You can share that with your yeah. listeners. But I've got a million things to ask you. It's just what what a what an awesome surprise, but still a surprise that probably you're just now picking your jaw up from the from the floor. I would imagine. Yeah. So uh, there was a lot to unpack. I tried to jot some notes down. Well, first I'll say that uh, now you have some great perspective to kind of tee this up for the rest of the podcast. Because I believe the first time we did this, you hadn't even had your child yet. So is that right? That's right, right? 
That is correct. Yes. Okay. That we, uh, I think I, we were pretty close. I think, I don't think we were knocking directly on the door, but I think we were a couple months out when we did the podcast. Okay. So you, you had a, you had a lot of good perspective there, I guess, in the questions that you were asking me, because I mean, you probably can't help, but put your, you know, feet in my shoes and you know how you would react and things. So we'll, we'll start with me. Um, depending on the day, TJ, I'm still kind of, uh, you know, you could catch me at a bad time and my head might explode. I'm like, it's just been everything at once. Like I've taken on a ton more responsibility at work. Um, I had the high school decision for my daughter. Like I said, we needed, obviously needed space. I'm going to have like a crazy, insane amount of kids. So lots going on. Um, but I'm definitely to the point now where I know the next few years is going to be like infinitely difficult. I kind of wish, um, I was naive in the parent game. Um, so I didn't know how hard it was going to be because I'm having a little trouble getting over that. Um, so I keep telling my wife, if she can get them from babies to boys, I'll get them from boys to men. Because um, I know the newborn sitch is going to be um, quite the challenge. So, but I'm excited. Like I said, a couple boys. So, you know, that obviously was a little icing on the cake. I was really, really hoping, TJ, for same gender just because of how busy I am now. And like, I can't have like lacrosse and basketball or swimming and dance. Like, we got to have to be on the same teams for a good long time. So, so that was nice um, to find out same gender boys. Um, you asked about my daughter. So, my 14-year-old daughter, Lily, who will be starting high school in August. Um, she's a teenager, man. So, she's kind of the same as me. I guess sometimes she acts excited and other times whatever. But for the most part, I don't, she probably won't think about it until they're crying, keeping her up. Um, and then lastly, it's hilarious because it's true. Like you mentioned, I tweeted earlier that, so my toddler son, who's three and a complete Tasmanian devil, um, is convinced that I'm the biggest dumbass on earth because twin babies are clearly in mom's chest, not her belly. And especially early on, like, I mean, for the first few months before she's showing, he's just like, you know, like, like we're trying to teach him, you know, like a simple puzzle or something. So that's been fun. The family's, um, the family's excited. Wife is definitely, it's double hard, man. I mean, she's, toughest person I know and it you know drains energy double and all the hardships so far she's definitely um been dealing with times too but but we're great and thank you TJ because um somebody's mentioned me before I rarely open up on the dad podcast and talk about myself we tend to keep it all about the guests but kind of inevitable with all the stuff I got going on so so thank you for asking well, it, you, you'd taken a little bit of a, a hiatus with the season, and that's understandable. And then you had huge news, rightfully so. You need to open up a, a new season of one of the most underrated podcasts out there with your own person. Wait, how do, you know how, how do you know how it's rated, TJ? Maybe because it's, it's because you just don't, you don't have it nationally talked about the way that it should be. I'm so bad. I need to do better about that. And like, just kind of promoting it, you know, the, the masses are on Facebook and things. So, so maybe I'll do that. I'll try to do a little better job of actually just uh, getting the, getting the stuff out there. Cause a lot of that's just effort. Um, but along uh -huh. those lines, if uh, hopefully you guys, you know, listen and know TJ, TJ's the host of Kentucky roll call, which you can hear Monday through Friday. And then I think a typical replay as well. Um, on the Big X Sports Radio, which you can hear locally in the Louisville area, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, or, you know, you can always get on the, the interwebs and listen on the app, um, which is sweet. So, uh, TJ, tell us a little bit then, you know, about your family. So, I know well, I, I knew it was around Halloween, so your daughter will be one this coming fall, is that right? That's correct. She just turned six months uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and... Uh, can't believe it. it seemed like it just went by 
insanely quick and she's amazing. She's great. Uh, there's a little part of me that wanted to go back and listen to our first podcast just right. to hear my thoughts and expectations going into it just so I could address, but didn't, didn't get around to it, but it's been, it's hard to describe as I'm sure you could probably relate to there's times and there's days where it's like, man, this is actually maybe a little tougher than I thought. And then there's other stretches, long stretches where you're like, this is easy and this is amazing. And this is the best thing to, to ever happen. But uh, firstly, I admit that I, I know the, the moms have it tougher than the dads just naturally uh, at the at the beginning. I try to help out as much as I can, but um, there's I'm, I'm lacking. I'm, I'm missing some ingredients. And uh, the wife has been amazing in the mother role. It's it's obviously our first, but you would think that she that she was a natural, a veteran, but at this mm-hmm. point, the way that she has, has responded and handled these first six months. So it's been great. It has been, it has been amazing. It has been the, uh, the best thing that's ever happened to us. So uh, I've really enjoyed it and just really can't believe it's, it's been six months. You know, you're kind of at that, that sweet spot too, as a father, TJ, and I've, I've told this kind of story as new advice. I probably told you this, I'm sure if we went back and listened, so that, that would have been good to look back. Um, so six months old, you're kind of getting to that point, right? Where it's like, oh, daddy's home from work. And, you know, you kind of know how to make her smile or personality, well, which goes a long way because again, kind of going back to what I was saying about um, being terrified for the twins in that very first, you know, newborn first, like 16 weeks type stage. Um, it's a lot different, you know, because you don't get that. So I have to assume, um, you know, she's really coming into her own and, and you're seeing that a lot as her father. Yeah, absolutely. She is adorable every day and I know it's going to be this way for a while but like every day you can it seems like she grows and then when we'll see a friend or a family member that maybe we haven't seen for a week or two or even if it's just a week for some folks uh they're like they can't believe how much she's grown and I'm like between putting her to bed and then in the mornings she looks bigger for me so I can only imagine what it's like for people that haven't seen her in a couple of weeks, she, she came out with a full head of hair ah. and now it's, she's six months old and it's already like down to her past her shoulders and like down oh, to wow. like, yeah, Jeez. down to her back. And it, she, she's got so much hair and it's so funny. And now it's so that much hair. For you, man. It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's really embarrassing that my <laughs> six months, I mean, she came out with more hair than I've got, but now it's just, uh, it's incre- it's a lot more, but we've, we're starting to have to like put it up in a ponytail and now she looks even cuter when we do that. So, uh, but it's fun. It's fun just every day kind of seeing her now we can kind of say dada or mama and she can kind of start looking at, mm. at either one. Maybe it's just a coincidence, but, but she seems like she's, she picks up on things and yeah, she's giggling and uh, basically can crawl. I'm not so, sure if she can do the bear crawl thing but she's so good with maneuvering her legs into angles that she can kind of get where she needs to go just by it's almost like a little bit of a parkour it's a grounded parkour if you will and it's uh, it's impressive to see but she's she's amazing and uh she goes to a daycare and they provide updates and pictures all day and that's that's fun i guess i didn't really think about that part of fatherhood of like 
yeah, you gotta, they gotta go to daycare. And, and I didn't, I didn't know how the whole daycare system worked, but uh, so that's been an experience as well. The whole thing has been an experience, but uh, very lucky and, and fortunate. And it's, uh, it's just like every, you know, it's like, what, what does the, the future hold every day? She's going to pick up a little bit more. And before we know it, she will be bear crawling and walking and, or, bear crawling all and over the place probably starting high school like mine too man i'm telling you i know everyone yeah. says that oh so did you do your dad rite of passage like size tracking like oh man took took my kid there 95th percentile in height or weight like did, did you have that moment yeah um i i don't remember what it was at birth but i remember she was born at 11 o'clock on on the dot um at night and labor seemed like it lasted forever but everything turned out okay so at the end of the day that was fine with us but every time we go to the doctor yeah I'm interested she's little um and that's and it's it's nothing I don't think it's anything of of concern but she's just she's kind of a smaller girl but it's fun it's fun following the progress each time and it certainly seems like she's I'm interested. Yeah. I'm like to answer your question. Yes. I'm interested to see just the next update because mm -hmm. if they're going to say that she's still uh, like, if she's, I know she's still probably relatively small, but she was tracking like really small and there's no way that could be true anymore. Cause she just seems big, you know, she, her fans seem big, but I've never had a baby before. So I don't have too much to compare to. And my, all my family members have babies, but you know, you only get to see them every so often. So uh, and that time has gone or some of the babies are older and bigger and whatnot. But yeah, I, I, I can't wait to, to follow the progress. Yeah, I think I don't remember. It might have came up on the podcast at some point, but we kind of talked about like the foolishness of like just um, comparing milestones and stuff just because of how relevant it is. Like, oh, my, you know, how quick you can do that and do that. And some kids are, you know, grow up quick. Some kids do this. I mean, there's kids that don't walk and talk for a crazy long time. And then, you know, normal as can be as you know adolescents and adults and things but I had a big question for you too teach I'm going to frame it up nicely for you so you're you know you're about at that six month point where you know you've had a kid you're falling into your routine and the wheels start spinning on another kid could I have another kid do we want to have them soon you know so they're just get them out of the way they have siblings or this is too much or anyway the the way I'm going to frame this up is so now that you've had that kind of perspective, would you, where do you fall between like a Trevor Kelsey and a Justin Rowland on the having kids spectrum? <laughs> that's, a, that's a, that's a good reference. And I, I didn't even know that old Justin Rowland was expecting again. I must've missed that. I think he announced on here. I think, <laughs> no, maybe not. I think I asked him and it was, it was like a few days later he did. And I was, um, you know, said that it was, it was from the pot. Yeah. Named him Andrew, my name. Wow. So yeah. I thought your name He's was running Big out Blue. of names. He's running thought, out of names. So I thought your name was Big Blue Drew. Just on my license. Oh, okay. Good. That's, that's what uh, I got scared there for a second. Yeah. I mean, it's probably just safe to assume that if he was on this podcast, he was probably announcing a kid. Uh, but no, that's a, that's amazing. And congrats to him and, and their family. They're, they're growing. Now that I think they can field not only just a whole football team, but maybe even a few a few bench players there to go along with them. So. Is it seven? I think it's seven. I think is it, it is, yeah. Or eight, seven or eight, okay. I don't know. But so, where, so where, yeah, you could, you, or, I mean, you don't have to like, you know, give dish all the dirt, but, but where's your head out with more kids? Well, first off, doesn't matter what I want or say. So let's just, that's first and foremost. At this point, it's just talking into thin air. Uh, <laughs> she'll be the decision maker on that and she should be. So I'm, I'm totally all right with that. 
but I go back and forth on it. And I've, I've gone back and forth on kids just really throughout, like, since mm-hmm. I was, I don't know, 23 or 24 up until we had a kid. Uh, there's times where I'm like, I, when I was young, I wanted to have a kid young. And then there was times where I was like, nope, I want to wait. And other times where I was, you know, getting close to 30 and wanted, and I thought I was ready. And other times when I was close to 30 and I thought I wanted to wait till late thirties. And then sure enough, uh, had one before I turned 30. No, after I turned 30, during, during my 30th year, I just turned 31, sadly. Who cares? You know, after you turn 30, after you turn 30. All downhill, you know. Yeah, who really cares? It's not even, not even really worth keeping count at that point. Right. And, and then even when we had Lucy, there was a part of me that was like, hey, I, it'd be great to, who doesn't love siblings? And siblings are generally best when they're close. They don't have to be. And your daughter mm-hmm. will likely prove an example of that. But uh, of course, you know, sometimes siblings that are at their closest are born close to one another, just because you're going to have school or sports or you're going to, st- you're going to grow up generally closer together. That's just how naturally it would work. But, uh, and then there's other parts that like, I just want to enjoy watching Lucy grow up and I want to enjoy seeing, I don't, I, not that I, not that if you have another kid, you can't enjoy multiple people growing up at different time frames and especially for you in the future you're going to be watching them grow up at the same time frame i mean you can divert attention obviously maybe unless you're unless you're trevor in which case Mm -hmm. your attention span not so not so good but it was it it, i don't know I, i go back and forth on it um i don't think there's any really right or wrong way to do it i'm generally a proponent of just if it were to happen it were to happen if it doesn't happen then it doesn't happen, uh, and in that same light, that's kind of how it, wor- it, it does work because it'll be it'll, it'll be the wife's call. But I think probably in if I were to guess, and it's total guess, probably within a, the next three years, I, I would. I, that's kind of a wide frame, but somewhere <laughs> somewhere in that stretch, I think we would probably. You know, try. you're getting laid in the next three years, basically. No big, no, no big deal, big blue <laughs> group. No yeah. big deal. You, uh, yeah, you just like spread them out like Kentucky's tournament wins. Like you, you know, you're gonna get one about every twelve, thirteen hundred days. Yeah. Um, but but uh, so kind of getting serious on that because I know, I mean, I, I said I, I struggle to like how to word this without coming off like a huge jerk. But, like, if you would have asked me that same question, you know, five months ago before I knew about having twins, I would have been pretty adamant that, you know, hey, I'll be 35 this year. I've got my hands full. Um, I'm sure that's how I would have worded it. Not so much that I wouldn't even want the new kids as much as I don't have the, the capacity. Um, so I'm definitely – that's something that I kind of – in a, one way that I worded it is actually I'm just selfish. Like, there's sometimes I want to be selfish, and I kind of feel like I was working towards that. Um, with my daughter getting older, going to start driving. Um, that I was going to kind of settle in and and get the to do more things, I guess, that I want to do. Um, and that's out the window. So that that would be probably the biggest part that I'm struggling with, and I'm sure that all people do when they're deciding on more is just capacity. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with just being honest and being like, you know, hey, maybe I'd rather do X, Y, Z than you know ch- chase more kids around. So it's definitely um, a battle. But I I always settle on this, CJ what really calms me down is getting me to sleep at night right now is the more kids, the better your old ass is getting taken care of when you're older. So I always lean on that. Girls are much better than boys. They say, as far as like, you know, your caregiver when you get in your elderly years, but um, I'm excited for four kids from that aspect. Cause eventually I'll just be sitting there, you know, in my rocker somewhere, hoping one of them 
pulls up in the driveway and a Tesla or whatever they'll be driving. So um, I, I like the legacy part of it. I think that'll be great having, you know, a, a lot of kids in this world. Yeah, that's that's how families had survived to get us basically to oh, this point in human civilization. It's always good to have big families. and um, But there was almost a necessity to it back in the, I mean, there not almost was, there was 100% a necessity to it back in the day. Now it's just kind of personal choice. And one thing about millennials, Big Blue Drew, is we are selfish. Just ultimately are going to do what we want to do. And you kind of alluded to that. And if uh, if somebody wants a big family, you're seeing fewer of them. But I don't know if I would consider, I I don't know if I'd consider four a big family. It's definitely not a small family. I'd probably set the over under at... I think four and a half kids. I was going to say three and a half, but yeah, I mean, eh. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think four is probably that sweet spot where it's, it's, it is a lot. I mean, it is a lot, yeah. but I, I, I don't, I think four is manageable. Mm-hmm. I think five is, and sometimes I'll do appraisals and I'll go into houses where there are, you know, like Justin Rowland or even more. And it's just like, it's, it's a different lifestyle. It's a different lifestyle than anything I've been used to. I I had two siblings in my household and it's a, it's a, it's a wild world. I, you know, I had some friends growing up that maybe had five siblings or so. Um, I don't know if I knew any that had six and obviously those houses were pretty crazy uh, with all the kids, but it's, I think that line is four and a half between like, Hey, yes, it's hectic. It's a lot of kids, but, you all can fit in a car together versus five, which I guess maybe they make cars where you could get seven then, but they better for Justin, Justin Rowan's going to have to have like a little, you know, a mini bus or church van. I guess you could have a church van, but that's a, that's another uh, interesting point you bring up too, because this is funny actually, because I was getting to the point where in my younger days, it would have really bothered me to like drive a minivan or something equivalent with like the third row, but I'm genuinely am at, at peace with that portion of it. But big blue Drew will in fact be whipping a minivan and I'm not even getting a nice one, TJ, like no brand new, like $30,000 van or something or God nowadays for like 50,000. Um, I'm just going to go old school, man. I'm going to try to get me like a spit in the hand, handshake deal, maybe Craigslist, Facebook marketplace. And uh, we're just going to ride that thing out because uh, you know, someone spills a yogurt and I just like, don't even notice for a day or two. Like I just want that to be, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good, that's a good way to look at it, to be honest with you. And if, sorry, if I uh, had a little bit of a cost, if the daughter is learning to drive too, mm. maybe you let her learn in that bad boy and you get a few dings on it, big whoop, no, nothing, nothing hurt, nothing lost. It won't be, it won't be a big deal. So that's, that's a, that's a good way to look at it. My mom at one point had, just what was what were the classic like minivans? That Astro you vans? Did she have an Astro van? Yeah, maybe it was like the ones I just. It's almost like the stereotypical. Like boxy. Mini. No, this one was like the two thousand version of that, maybe where they kind of just rounded out the curves, and it was just kind of your traditional minivan that you saw all over the highways between like nineteen ninety nine and two thousand and four. Like, or maybe even later into that, because then at that point, people in high school, when I was in high school, had had these minivans. But we had one of those and then upgraded to, uh, this was nice, a Tahoe. Ooh. But it wasn't, but 
it wasn't like the nicest Tahoe they had, but it did have a DVD player in it. And it was, this thing is like big blue Drew. You've got good sized hands, and you know what they say about big hands. Yeah, big gloves. Yep. And like you could put your hands together like in a box, and that was like the size of. Wait, what year are we talking? You guys scooping up this DVD Tahoe though? Like two thousand and two. Oh my gosh, dude! Y'all, that was. Man, I, people barely even had camera phones in. You guys were turning heads at stoplights. This thing was tiny. It was <laughs> awesome for road trips. And, it, and it, it, you know, I'm sure my mom probably paid a little extra for it, but I bet it was totally worth it for her with all the spring break. And, and people are on spring break right now. But with all the spring break trips, like we, nobody would talk because we'd just be watching whatever DVD we would play in the car. And, and going back and kind of rounding this all back to Lucy – when talking about how great it's been and yes, there have been tough nights and poor girls had ear infections and her and that damn day me and her mom have all had ear. When we were babies, Hannah and I both had ear infections as well. So yeah, poor girls probably going to be stuck with that and somewhere maybe down the road end up having to get tubes. Yeah. And you're right with daycare, but we are super fortunate to both have, our parents helping out that makes such a big difference. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. either move to a new city or aren't, you know, in some cases their parents still uh, aren't around, unfortunately, and, or have moved on. And that's always terrible. I'm very lucky to have uh, a great support system because I think just having to do it by yourself would, would make it a lot tougher. And I know there's a lot of people that do it, and my mom was a single mother and my dad was, is obviously around, but even just having to do it by yourself multiple nights out of the week is incredibly challenging. And uh, so we're lucky to have a great support group. It wouldn't, I know there's some people that are probably uh, aren't as fortunate and it, it, that's tougher. So I've got it pretty good. Yeah. You're so right about the support system. And that's one thing I always said about how young I had my first kid, like 19, 20 years old was that, that my parents got to be grandparents at such early age. My dad was actually, I don't know if he was bragging or like, what was me type telling the story? I'm pretty sure it was like kind of bragging. Like he's like, man, I was a 45 year old, you know, grandfather. And he was just kind of proud of that moment and being able to, you know, run around and, and my kids, Lily especially really got to know him so well, you know, from like, you know, just, you know, barely even a middle-aged guy to knowing him as a grandpa. And he's awesome. Like we're so lucky. Um, so my wife's family in Florida um, and also kind of interesting for our situation, TJ, is that like both sets of um, our parents um, are kind of to the point where everybody's dreamed of at their desk for, you know, 40 years of working or whatever. They're, they're all kind of in that last little stretch for retirement. Um, you know, could be some months, could just be a few years, I think, for all of them. So that was kind of interesting how that hit um, when we had the twins, because I know they're all, you know, it takes a village. They're all willing to step up. So you're right. Support systems, everything. And um, I, I really genuinely don't know how, you know, anybody gets by without one. Yeah. And luckily, there are resources to help families or single parents that are struggling, but a lot of people either don't know about them, don't look into them, don't feel like they have time to look into them. And uh, it's a, again, you know, as we talked about with the big, big families, you know, eight, nine people, it's a different world. Uh, It's a different world also when you're, when you're doing it by yourself, but some parents are are superheroes. I feel that way Uh, about my wife as corny and cheesy as it's going to sound, but I really do. She's, she's been amazing. And, uh, a big time trooper, but then also having grandparents and aunts and uncles and of course my brothers and sisters and 
uh, it's, it's, it's great. It, it's a huge game changer in, in that regard. Oh, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, TJ. I remember, I can't remember the most important things, but I, I feel like your nephew's name is Bo. That is correct. Right. Okay. That Bo's on our short list, buddy. Bo's oh, on uh, the short list. Bo Brown. It sounds strong. I tend, I, I've learned through um, fatherhood, TJ, now so it's my third time, not to share names that you're considering because like if you're really like wanting somebody to give you that yeah that's awesome and they turn their nose up you kind of just like mm, it kind of runs your mood so but um i will share that maybe i'll share some along the way i've i've suggested um lee and Bron. she's very against that i've suggested uh dale and brennan she's that was our first date was the c step brothers um shot that one way down so it's kind of tough naming two boys i want them to rhyme or like something like that and uh understandably she's not entertaining any suggestions i have i've i've got the i've got the name for you oh and uh, and i know like i'm not i'm convinced that whenever if if whenever if we do if that if uh, who knows but if we do have another kid i'm convinced i'm just gonna have girls and i'm all right with that that was something that like i didn't really care about ultimately but like deep down maybe i actually did i wanted a boy Seeing how precious Lucy is, if I just had more of those, then fine by me. And if, no if, I, happen, awesome, man. if, if I happen to have a boy, that's cool too. But uh, having more similar Lucys would be a total gift because I everybody thinks their baby's the cutest, but you know, fight me mm -hmm. on that. Uh, but mm -hmm, no, yeah. really, she she's adorable. Um, and now lost 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 my even the the train of thought of where I was. I was heading down with the – now that I would rather – Well, we're her. doing names, so I do actually – Okay, the boy name. So I'm fine giving you a boy name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. right. Okay, yeah, that you had. All right. And I, I've got another friend that they're expecting, and it got shot down. But hang with me here. Randy. <laughs> Randy. Well, Randy's actually been one of my TV dads. There's no way she's, she's even uh, – because Randy's my South Park guy, dude. Randy is uh, – I don't but, know if you're a South Park guy, but – Oh, I'm, yeah, I love South Park, of course, and that St. Patrick's Day episode that they had <laughs> yes. uh, was one of the one of the that's going to be one of the all time classics when it's all said and done. That was amazing of an episode. Uh, but all right, Randy Brown, that kid is just who cares? Like you don't even have to do a good job, and you're you know you're going to have two of them, but you don't, you won't even have to spend that much time or attention on that one. That kid will just be born cool. Are you telling know. me a Randy Brown? First off, he'll have a mustache at some point in his life. Yeah, I was saying that. Can you name cool Randys for me? I'm just, I don't know. Do you know any uncool Randys? <laughs> have you ever met a Randy that you don't think probably would beat you up? I, I don't know. Like hurt you pretty bad? I just typed that name into Google, and I'm having one of those situations where, like, spelling the name Randy, it just doesn't even seem possible that's any name. Oh, Randy Moss. That's about, I don't know. I'm just, I can't think of, uh, I can't think of anybody that I really Randy's just a cool name and we need to face it and it's coming back and you could be the person that brings it back a Randy Brown. It's it just, it, um, and also when that, when, you know, obviously he's going to be a college basketball player, some sort of college athlete, if that's the path that he wants to choose. And then he's going to be like an internet sensation. Look at Randy <laughs> Brown and a sweet mustache and he's a national player of the year candidate it's uh, i'm telling you i'm it's all well, right there for the taking for I'm, you i'm very much tasked though tj with and not that that one would necessarily be a hard one to pair with something 
but it has to pair with something. And, and this is God's honest truth. I've said this. Um, I said this with my son as well, because we kind of struggled with the name. I am, when I think about, I close my eyes and think about names. I think about screaming it through the house, like Randy, get down here. Like that, that's how I envision like the baby names or, you know, choosing a name, um, which is quite difficult with the twins. I'm going to try to sneak my, something of my name in this time. I got what you could pair with Randy. Listening. Clyde. <laughs> Randy and Clyde. I like Clyde. Randy and Clyde. Clyde, Randy, get over here. That's Randy, awesome. Randy, Clyde. It's, it's natural. Down. Yeah, it rolls right, <laughs> off, the, it rolls right off the tongue. Uh, you, you're, it's, you got Wise in both of them. It's, it's, a, it's a good time. Actually, uh, Clyde, had, Clyde Brown. I had this written down, too. This is, uh, this is very good. So what about, would you ever entertain the idea? Are you the type of person that would like consider sneaking in a Kentucky sports related reference or, you know, replica into your kid's name, or you would only go like pet's name example being Kentucky doesn't, you know, embarrass themselves, lose to a 15 seed, go on, win the national championship last night, Oscar Sheebway's player of the year. I know he got you some bankroll, like, you know, having a baby this summer, maybe naming him Oscar type thing. No, I, I, I don't. I don't think so. Not for a UK athlete. Mm-hmm. Although, if I have a boy, I just feel like I've got. A, I've got a responsibility to name it Terry the the third. So, uh, <laughs> I'll I'll probably go that route right. first. But if we had another boy, then I have no idea what direction we'd go for a name. Um, I'd probably the the wife. It'd be the wife's choice because I don't think she's totally crazy about Terry, but I also think she understands that I would <laughs> like that, so she would do that for me. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think we're gonna have a boy anyway, so not too worried about it. But I, I would. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Like I, I like the name Kai, which is kind of Kentucky okay, related, okay. obviously K Y. But I I don't think the wife would like that Kai Walker. I I I do think it sounds like a good name and then it's kind of also you know tip of the cap to Kentucky but I don't think I would do an athlete or a coach for a baby human's name although we did have a dog named Cal and a great dog awesome dog he I think passed away in 2019 and really you know since him things haven't been great for UK basketball since Cal the dog moved on it hasn't really been all all, all rainbows and butterflies since his, his untimely passing. Not really. He was like a 150-pound dog. He was huge, uh, like a husky Malamute mix or something. I don't know. We didn't know. He was a mutt, but he was a ginormous dog. And he used to be pretty athletic, but then he got fat. And that's kind of, you know, huge dogs don't generally live for the longest time. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, no, I wouldn't name a baby after an athlete, though. TJ Walker's in the house. Uh, make sure you listen to Kentucky Roll Call with him and Nick Roush, Monday through Friday, 7 and 9. Big X Sports Radio, 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Some of the strongest signals you'll get out here in the 502. And I am just saying that. It's, it's, it's really good. Or you can get them on the, um, uh, the you know, the, is it a TuneIn app? Is that what it's on, TuneIn? TuneIn, that's what I use. That's the easiest for me. And you can listen to, like, professional sports on the TuneIn app. So if you're ever driving around – uh, I listened to part of the national championship game on the TuneIn app. And then, of course, you can listen to, to Big X Sports Radio. Uh, I think that's the easiest way. Gotcha. I'm kind of old school in the fact that um, th- this might sound real dumb, but I kind of like every now and then when I can get the AM signal for Sports Talk Radio, I'll just pull it in because, you know, just with the little like, 
it just is very – I feel like I'm in the backseat with my dad. Like, it's very sports talk radio-ish listening on AM. I almost feel like that's a, that's a, a sign of a true – sports fan or maybe it's a generational thing and maybe we're some of the last generations that will feel that way but I I agree with you like it's there's definitely a nostalgia factor with it the 96.1 FM at least in my part of town is generally stronger so I go with that but there's parts of town where the 1450 is significantly better and it does still have that kind of classic little fuzz that that classy fuzz in the background right right um, okay, kind of along the lines of UK names, I, um, I, I won't call it a rule, but I generally had a thing where we tried to avoid uh, talking Kentucky sports, um, you know, at least as the bulk of the conversation on the dad podcast, but I'm actually a lot more open to it in season two, because I'll probably be ramping down my capacity a little bit. So I want to get some, um, some sports takes out, but we'll kind of tie it in, I guess, to what happened this season. But um, with families, I was thinking about this this week, like, at least in my mind, I really do kind of group like, I guess, periods of my life, whether it was like, you know, when my daughter was, you know, a baby to when she was a toddler, you know, kind of on that, um, you know, two to three, four year stretch of Kentucky basketball, right? Like I can think back and, you know, close my eyes and remember my home in Florida when, you know, Cal first got to Kentucky, you know, 2010, 11 and 12, just, you know, absolutely amazing, right? Stuff like that. I really appreciated how Mitch Barnhart um, kind of after the season ended, um, worded it more like he knows Kentucky fans really want to make these memories. Like he didn't say win championships. It was like make memories. So I guess now that you have your kid and stuff like, so do you, you know, I guess you are going to kind of look back. Right. And, and, you know, you'll remember, I guess this was her first tournament um, and kind of the result, but uh, does any of what I just said make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm similar. I will, I do that with pretty much, all memories I, I can associate sports with what was going on in a personal life or a big personal memory and what was going on in the sports world at the time and generally that's that's how the brain or at least my brain works in in that regard yes absolutely and that was kind of the funny thing or the the, the good thing was I didn't go to the Florida football game because it was she could be born anytime and best not be in Lexington and if right. something were to happen and UK wins, of course, and it was a great game. And then she's born. Great. We're all excited about that. Uh, I've made like a half ass push to go to the LSU game and like was obviously and rightfully so shot down and I wasn't going to push that or move in any deeper with it. And then, so like watch those two games, they're both wins. And I'm like, Oh man, um, I'm glad the season tickets went to good use, but I wish I would have been there. But, you know, obviously, Lucy is a good luck charm. And then, of course, the first game dad gets to get away and get over to is the Tennessee game, which was pain, which is all I've really known in the sports world, it seems like, for the last – UK football had a great season, and that was – it was a lot of fun. And Lucy is undefeated in bowl games. Tournament games, not so much. Yeah, I have to assume, like, all season you were like, oh, man, Lucy's first tournament. We're going to win I was. it. We're going to win it. I was. Ah. And we were even, like, I booked – We I always book Final Fours just because you can get free cancellation. Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, of course, since I've been doing that, UK hasn't been to a Final Four, so maybe there's a little jinx factor that's going in with this. But still, I'm going to keep doing it because it's free cancellation and be silly not to. But – 
yeah, we were talking about it. Like, do we bring the baby? We wanted to bring the baby, but it was, could we also maybe bring some parents with us? And then boom, we kind of have a built-in babysitter, but then we're still with the baby. And like, we, we talked logistics of it all. And then that's why I felt like such an idiot after St. Patrick's Day happened, after St. Pete's Rich Day happened and it was very very sad terrible into the season and even just from like a rate i mean certainly from i wanted lucy's first tournament i could always go back and say that that would have been great but now i can always go back and say "Ooh, lucy first tournament uh worst tournament loss in kentucky this yeah. uh, you know i don't even know if that's the case anymore i think there's a strong case for uab being the worst tournament loss and you oh man you remember when those i don't remember what they were i did oh bro we got the it was the twins twins beat yeah, us squeaky, the squeaky johnson yeah and they i did i don't i don't remember anything other again it's funny i can remember the tv i was watching on but i just remember i want to say it was like half court and he the, threw oh, it over yep. his back and then they slammed it and they I showed that, that they showed the replay of that no fewer than 962 times that tournament yeah that might have i don't know that one might have stung worse but i have a unique perspective from st peter's and we haven't even had a chance to talk about this because I, I felt like your your general stance was was very rational compared to most but i mean i, I was i basically sat on st peter's bench like I, I've been struggling to get pictures because one of their coaches was like literally in front of me. So I got to see, you know, it from that side, which was obviously tough. And the biggest thing that bothered me, TJ was like, and I know they ended up winning two more games even, but like, I didn't leave there being like, you know, could name two guys that I thought were, you know, could maybe play in the NBA or something like that. And when you look at Duke's loss, you know, you, you pretty much say Lehigh followed by CJ. Remember when Duke lost to Lehigh and CJ McCollum? So, you know, if that makes, you know, it any better, I don't know, or worse, but that burned me, I think, the most, just being kind of on four level, and, and there was just no reason for Kentucky to lose that game. Um, I just kept feeling like, you know, I guess like everyone else, you know, I never thought they were going to put together some monster run, but again, just with the talent gap, I thought for sure they are going to be able to, to, to figure that out, and, and I'll tell you, TJ, there was not a soul in, I think it's like Gainbridge Fieldhouse or something now, in Indy that wasn't just like completely convinced that Kentucky and Tennessee were moving on to the second weekend. And that right there should have been enough to, to start getting my expectations taper because everybody in the country was picking Kentucky. And I hated that, but I never, I still, I just did not ever envision that team not getting out of the first weekend. No, I mean, it was, an, it was a terrible loss. It should never have happened. And that's why I almost, I do side with, the UAB loss, I don't know. I, 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 somewhere in the middle, I'm, I'm sure I could change my mind different days of the week with that. But UAB got crushed their next game. Like, they got demolished. They, 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 they beat some nine seed, and then they upset Kentucky, and then they just got crushed. I, St. Peter's beat three top 18 teams in a three-game stretch. That is – like, yes, I agree with you. They And my brother said pretty much verbatim what you said. Like, this team, are, is there anybody that's at least an NBA star that someday you could look back and say, like, well, okay, maybe it wasn't so bad. And I was like, I don't think so. And he was like, I don't think so either. Uh, but they, they, they were just a tough matchup in the sense that they could take everybody off the dribble or they could literally take advantage of whatever matchup they could get some space on and be able to knock down shots. Now, all that being said, I agree. Like, you don't lose to that team. You could have a terrible game, and you still don't lose to that team. And UK did not play well. They spoiled a 
dominant Oscar performance, which really made the whole thing even worse. And of course, the only part of UK in one shining moment is Oscar yeah. crying, which was not cool to show. But at least he cleaned up on all the awards, as you had already mentioned. But it was uh, it, it, it's tough. It, 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 can't, it can't happen, shouldn't happen. And but it's the tournament that they, they don't call it March Madness just for for poops and gigs. Uh, it's because in the game of basketball and Big Blue Drew, you played a ton of it at a very high level. You know this as well as anybody else. It's you can you can have a bad night and momentum is a huge part of it. Confidence is a huge part of it. Pressure and how you respond to it is a huge part of it. And it just seemed like all the stars, all the stars aligned for St. Peter's. And this is going to sound like an excuse and it's really not, but at some point it's, it's just kind of somebody else's story. And when St. Peter's beat Purdue, it was like, okay, this is kind of a, a, a fun run of destiny. And I didn't, I thought they had a chance against UNC and sure enough, they just ran out of gas, but I thought they had a chance against them, but the, the, the Purdue win, I think kind of changed the dynamics of how I look at it. That being said, you can still never lose to a 15 seed yep. ever. I don't care what round it is in. <laughs> that was a good, um, that was kind of a good divide of the BBM was, you know, at what round or if ever, you know, did the St. Peter's winning or losing soften the blow or whatever, but I'll make two points on the basketball stuff. Cause I haven't had really haven't had a chance to talk to you about it. So that's cool. Um, I've made these same points on uh, Dick Gabriel's show a hundred times probably, but like looking back now, TJ, so I would go on with Dick on Mondays after Cal's show. So I was, I was like, listen to a show and then go on. And for like the last six weeks of the season, it was such a genuine um, response from him. And the fact that you could tell all he was really trying to do was make sure they didn't get tight in the game. He felt like from a general other standpoint, like that he had the horses to do it. And I think especially kind of like, you know, towards that middle part of the season, um, at maybe over the last few games. But I think that he knew that that was really the only way that something like that was going to happen if this Kentucky came out and got flat and uninspiring, which is my second point. I just cannot believe, TJ, this happened at, um, against Tennessee in Florida and in Indy. Like, there's nothing you could have done to convince me the crowd was going to be essentially neutralized. Like, at maybe just – I can't hardly think of any points there in either of those games – where the crowd really stepped in and played a big factor. And I can't really blame them because it was just Kentucky's play was just so lackluster. It was just, it was just really hard because I couldn't get anything going for any amount of time. So that blew me away more than anything. Like I, I won't say maybe non-factor, but like it sure wasn't, you know, didn't play a major role, which in, in theory you would have thought that's the whole sweet part, right? You're Kentucky, you're a two seed, you go to Indy. So you have all those people there and it didn't help. Yeah, and that's always pretty unfortunate. And, of course, I had tickets to the second-round game because, one, Dang, I'm you sure, just can't catch a break. I really it, – like, it <laughs> is. It's just everything's bad luck. I, I did hit the Oscar bet, so that's nice. – that, that was one of – that was the – that was the largest sports bet I've ever mm-hmm. made. So it feels good to win that because the second-largest sports bet I did not win that I'd ever made, so – uh, that that's a great feeling Clark but it's that was, it was a long a, one though TJ you had to be like that was a you know that took a while for that one to pay off I'm sure I know you were yeah, you were very it, dialed into the statistics of the front runners I had a I, I what's it called the Mandela effect oh are you familiar I don't think so 
Google me. Oh, you remember like uh, the Ber- the Berenstein Bears, the Bernstein Bears? Yes. Do you remember like when everybody was like, "Wait, I thought it was the it's the Bernstein," and then it comes oh, yeah, to me, yeah. and it's like the Bernstein. Yes. That's the that's the Mandela effect. Gotcha. Okay, I just do it. Yeah, it's a, a situation which the large mass of people believes that an event occurred when it did not. Yeah, I think we had uh, that. Maybe that's the the. Okay, situation. hold on, hold on. Significance of that: the Mandela effect occurs when a person believes that their distorted memories are, in fact, accurate recollections. Yeah, I think you've got a distorted memory here going on. Yeah, maybe I do. Maybe I do. But so uh, I said I was going to wrap it up, but I know that um, I'm absolutely not in any type of like cows, like on a hot seat type situation or anything. But stick with me on this, TJ, this season, the way that it ended and just kind of the general things that his haters um, don't like. I at least saw a little bit of what they see, if that makes sense. Prior to this season, I just wanted to bang my head against the wall for the most part. If anybody had genuine you know calipari criticism to the point where they wanted to see major change i'm nowhere near there but i guess i at least see why they make an argument is that you're tracking yeah i sure i hear you that makes that all makes sense to me i i don't agree the only and, and i guess some people do feel this way and maybe you also feel this way the and i and your rationale totally makes sense and it's I could totally, I could be wrong in, in my opinions on this. Uh, and that's what it is at the end of the day. It's just, it's, it's everybody's opinion, but I, I don't, I think the only, the only reason that has some meat to it is at some point, the UK basketball job just needs to be re-energized and it just needs to be kind of like a board member service term. Like from a sure, and from like a house perspective, just needs to be totally renovated. And boom, it's one of the nicest houses back on the market, and everything should be good. But then after a little while, you just need to update it all over again and 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 start fresh. That I, I don't I don't think we're there. I, I we and it's all personal too. If you, maybe you just don't, you truly just deep down in your bones don't like the style of play. I would disagree with you because I bet you probably liked it during the Kansas game. Mm-hmm. I bet you probably liked it during the North Carolina game. I think just I think at the end of the day, people get too worked up in one game in March. But I can't blame folks for getting too worked up for one game in March because that's at UK how you're judged. Yes, SEC tournaments and champ- regular season championships are nice and wins are great as well. But at the end of the day. UK fans just want to catch UCLA. It's it's what every UK fan wants. Make if you the prior, Yeah, if you had to prioritize it, it's you want March tournament runs and you want them to end with national championships. But that's only one team wins each year. Bill Self just got his second national championship. He's a Hall of Fame head coach. John Calipari's a Hall of Fame head coach. He does not yet have his second. And it, it's UK's close to it. They were ranked number six going into the NCAA tournament. Uh, but it's, again, it's called March Madness for a reason. There's always – I said it on the radio show the week of, and I never in a million years thought UK would lose to St. Peter's, and never in a million years should they. And I think if they played that game 100 times, UK is probably winning 98 of them. Uh, just unfortunately, that was – and UK didn't play great outside of Oscar, and they still 
should have won. They kind of fell apart there when they were up six late in the game. But I know people don't want to reflect and and talk about the the St. Peter's game much anymore. But uh, only one team wins the championship. They're tough to win. I said on the radio show that each year there's a pesky 15, maybe a 16 after the Virginia loss, which was always a good time. But now UK fans can't really laugh at it too much. But between a 15, 14, 16 seed, every March we know there's one that's going to grab somebody that's going to jump out and get somebody that's going to be more motivated or more prepared or just it's going to, they're going to have a better night. Maybe luck play, plays a factor into it. And unfortunately for Kentucky, we got bit and nobody was expecting it. Everybody was picking UK to go to Final Fours in their bracket. That's the thing we got to remember. It was a hell of a year. Injuries played a huge role, I think, at the end of the day and how everything unfolded. We should have seen the warning signs coming in hindsight. We didn't want to believe it. We thought at some point it was going to click. It never did, and I just don't think it would be wise to throw away a Hall of Fame head coach because of one bad night in March. And you could say, well, it hasn't been just one bad night. Okay, the 2021 season at the end of the day is the only complete disaster season that he's had. The other seasons, even the ones that we don't recognize as very good, were still better than the average college basketball teams. Uh, hell, you could even say 2013. Most teams don't even make it to the NIT. So you could even make a case for that one. Not that that season was okay by any stretch of the imaginations. UK standards should be high. But rant over. And I, and I, and I get people are frustrated. You should be frustrated. It's just I, I thought there was some crossing of a line, which was unnecessary. But next, at the end of the day, too, next March is going to be the most important he's ever had at UK. Yes. And he needs to deliver. And I've got faith, and I believe that he will. But I could be wrong, and maybe he won't. And people will, I'm sure, certainly bring that up to me if that's the case. But I don't think that's going to happen. He's a Hall of Fame head coach. He gets some of the best players in the country. He puts together some of the best teams. He coaches some of the best players. He's now won another National Player of the Year coached another national player of the year. So got total faith and everything's going to ultimately be okay. But I, everybody's entitled to their opinions and I understand them. Yeah. I'm kind of like, I know a lot of people label this as losery, but I really am still in the camp of like, this is a major league baseball where like, you know, you go on with the one seed and you lose, you know, five or seven game series and, and blow up. Like I really do side with the, we were one of the better teams could have won it all. I know, I know this year they lost so early, but if you go down his body of work, um, I think he still has the most tournament wins of any school since he got here, which, I mean, that sh should be all you really have to say. But go down the body of work year after year, and even the years they came up short. Um, if you're a college basketball fan, you know, the eye test means a lot, and you know a lot of those teams were right there. And it just, you know, they don't play four or five games at once. So, or, you know, it's not a, it's not a series. So you got to show up every night. And um, although um, the Final Four really effed us in that regard, putting all the, the top seed of, you know, blue bloods in there. Oh, but, that hurt. Yeah, it's <sighs> not but I actually think, despite that happening, it worked out the best way that it could have. Duke gets their heart ripped out, and Kay gets embarrassed by his rival for the second time during his farewell tour. Made just us want like, to watch it. Yeah, it, just like losing in that way. That, so that was great. We like it when Duke fans are upset and not happy. And then in terms of the national title count, which, again, at the end of the day, is what UK fans care about the most, and I understand that, it – UNC could have gotten within one, which you wouldn't like that. They would have had seven. Kentucky, of course, has eight. Instead, Kansas, despite having the most wins for now, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, 
they only have four. So they're only within half of Kentucky's national champions. So at the end, UNC lost embarrassing fashion. They blew a huge lead. They all thought they were going to win. So that was great to see. And so you had Duke fans heartbroken, UNC fans heartbroken. Yeah, you have Kansas fans happy, but they're going to lose a bunch of wins here soon. And Bill Who knows any can. I don't even – I don't really know. I know like three yeah. Kansas fans. We don't have to see yeah. them. Kansas fans are dorks. But they've got some bad news coming their way too. And, again, they're not threatening in the national title hunt. Yeah, they've got wins for now. Let's see how that unfolds. So, that, heart, that Final Four was heartbreaking to watch, and it felt like we just weren't invited to a party, you know. And we've all had that feeling before uh, for this or that or whatever reasons – you just felt a little left out. That's what it felt like, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it one bit, Big Blue Drew. Yeah, it definitely sucked. But I, I was very surprised how um, I did. It was almost like the watching the games was an escape for me. Like, life goes on. Um, so, I, I, and again, I was definitely not um, in the minority. I guess I'll say I was fine with Coach. I, to your point, I'm glad he made it ex- kind of exactly as far as he did because I probably, you know, I wouldn't have been as eager to tune in to some of these games without – you know, a lot of that on the line. So from that aspect, I appreciate it. I got to enjoy the tournament a little bit, but moving on, turning the page the next season and um, ending the podcast, you know, we're, um, I'm going to try to adopt maybe some type of format. We kind of got to one there in season one, but um, you know, it always gets off the rails, but we're definitely not eliminating the dad joke segment to end it. So um, um, since you're the guest TJ, I guess I will let you go first if you want to rip your dad joke. Well, I was going to tell you a time-traveling joke, but you didn't like it. Hold on, wait, say it again. I was going to tell you a time-traveling joke, but you didn't like it. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. Pretty good. Um, Do you get it? I feel like I get it, but like, like I, didn't, I, I, I didn't, like I already told, I, I already told you the joke. That's, in the okay, okay, okay. So I did get it then. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay, I, I got it as like a, I wasn't you know, present in that moment type deal. Well, the best jokes are the ones you have to you explain. Have to explain. I so know that's I, always great. And I actually think I made you laugh the first go around. So, okay, one out of two. That's not I good. Did, at least I'm proud of myself for understanding it because um, I did, I guess, from that. It's, it's kind of hard to tell a dad joke not in person, too. I've learned that as well. A lot of it's, a lot of it's body language. All right, let's see, my, let's see if mine's any better. Let's go. All right. So uh, actually for me, TJ, my, my grandfather was always kind of the worst, um, not very nice to me at all, but it was funny after I had kids of my own, he became a great grandfather. That's good. <laughs> oh man, knocking him out of the park. What a start, what a start. I don't have my dad joke book. I have one I was going to read, but um, actually too is my, my first podcast in my new little office zone here, which is, which is cool, but I don't have any of my stuff. So we'll get back to the dad joke book next time and um. Definitely uh, from probably like C minus effort from us tonight on that. Well, whenever you get me back on, I got That'll be the tiebreaker. I'm, I'm, I'm one or two. We'll see. Uh, I wanted two quick hitters from you, and I know we're, you're wrapping it up. Okay, going. sure. One, no, you're fine. What, what part of town are you moving to if you feel comfortable announcing, yeah, uh, announcing so, that on the podcast? Uh, that's fine. It's fine. I'm in uh, the 40223. I'll say Middletown, but I'm lucky, TJ. I can, like, see Anchorage over my street, you know, across the street, but I ain't paying the Anchorage taxes, even though it's, you know, less than – cheap but um so yeah i'm kind of in uh so now you know it's awesome i went from driving like two minutes to downtown from the east end of downtown which is a breeze and then home so uh it's actually not too bad but definitely some adjustments but yeah i'm kind of out in the east end not too far from you now i guess no you're not terribly far at all i'm, I'm at that part of town uh, often that's good and then second question 
is did any does either person do do you or your wife twins run in the family anywhere um i, I thought the second question was going to be can you have your basketball shoes back <laughs> Well, that's third, actually. And okay. can I have my basketball? Yeah, we're. Co- I thought that's where, like, are you living, are you closer to me now? Yeah, we'll get him back. We'll get him back. Um, No, which that actually, TJ, that saved my life, TJ. That was an awesome question. I was, like, in a dark spot, I think, when I first found out. And um, then when I kind of, because, you know, that's the thing, right? You typically, they run in their family. So we virtually have hardly any twins on either side of our family, maybe just, like, some second cousin type deals. But I, I don't know of any on my side. Um, my wife has a huge family, like 50 first cousins, and there's hardly any. So that's pretty amazing. It does increase your chance at like um, when you're over 35, my wife's exactly 35. But even them, they're saying it's just, I mean, all the above, man. I say, uh, you know, check your birth control wisely on, on brands. I don't know how that works. Um, but with uh, having twins. So anyway, what I say my life, I say is that I think that's awesome. Like, I think that's really cool that my set of twins will kind of be the first for the Browns, the Dwyers. And, um, you know, in theory, based off why you asked that, um, they'll make twins, you know, maybe as they go on throughout their life. So that really, to me, honestly, like, was the first time that I was like, okay, you know, this is awesome. Yeah, while you kind of have like a slight freak out yourself when you find out you're having twins, if you're a grandpa and you find out you're having twins, it's probably like a freak out. But the, the totally opposite that you're just like over the moon excited that you're going to get grandkids. So now maybe, maybe you started that because it is, and I don't know if that's actually true, but that's always what they say is that twins run in the family. And that's, it, it is very it's true. been, it's been thrown around our family a lot too. Cause my dad was, is a twin. And it, so, so far though, my brother, sister, myself, no, no twins, but it's on all of our minds. And I don't, I, I think it'd be exciting. I think it's, you're, you're lucky. Very few people, very small percentage of the population gets to say that they get to raise twins and you get to do it. And there's no better bond than twin brothers or really twins, probably siblings, but especially brothers or sisters, uh, just because you, like you mentioned, the sports aspect of it. So you're, while it is challenging and scary, sure, I'm, I can't even imagine um there there's a bit of like hey I'm, and I'm sure you know that and I'm sure you feel that way a bit of appreciativeness and the opportunity to get to do that and of course of assuming everybody's healthy and happy and and I'm glad to hear that yeah especially when I'm you know I'm kind of making jokes about it but when I'm you know we call them miracle babies now I mean they're clearly just meant to be in this world from you know all the reasons they shouldn't be so healthy we went to the doctor and stuff and um, I have the answer to your question, TJ, because I, w- I was kind of blown away by this. What percentage of pregnancies do you think are multiples, so twins? Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. Throw a number. 6%? Oh, wow. I, thought you were, I was like 0. 0.10, 0.10 or something. 2%. Two percent, okay. and I said, you know, I said, I even, th- even to me when they tell me, I'm like, that really feels high. I don't feel like one out of every, you know, two out of every hundred people I know are twins. But then I started thinking about, you know, as you're adults, you really wouldn't know. And um, I have, I've had, I would say probably now that I really think about it, I'm like, they're twins, they're twins. I forgot about them. So, um, and oh, and last piece, we'll wrap it up a little bit now. Um, very good chance they could be lefties, buddy. And if they play sports, they will forever be known as the left-handed twins by anyone that's not on their team. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wife's a lefty though. Uh, my, my, my boy didn't turn out a lefty. Um, so I don't know how that works with like father, mother type deal, but, uh, I think some lefties would be cool. When should I be looking for that? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I'd probably say not till about two or so. Okay. I would think, I, I don't know I, if there's like any early signs with like the rattler, you know, the way they there shit. could be, there could, there could be, you could Google it. That's a, uh, that's always so interesting to me that that's not like a learned behavior, like dad's right-handed. So I'm going to be right-handed, but it's like, I don't know. That is always kind of creep me out how your body just, I guess, essentially knows before you do. Yeah. It is wild how that stuff works. All right. TJ Walker, dad podcast season two. I'm screaming through the house about to get yelled at. Um, so good, good reason to wrap it up for sure. Make sure again, check, check out Kentucky roll call generally is, um, the best morning show, at least around the five Oh two, um, generally great, great time slot. So you're the man TJ appreciate it. Keep dadding up and, um, we'll, we'll absolutely have you on again. Thanks for having me. Big blue drew. Congrats again.